All right, y'all. Welcome into the bullpen today. We're talking about the Texans with Andrew, the host of Texans A. All that and more on today's edition of the bullpen. Once again, welcome to the bullpen. I'm James Roy. With me is Tom and also Andrew, host of the podcast Texans A, which is a Canadian-based Texans podcast. Andrew says it's a passion project. He got it started because there's, uh, to no no one's surprise, not a lot of Texans fans in Canada. I can I can name three. Really, I can only name three if you include Twitter accounts. There's Texans Canada. There's Texans A. And then there's, you know, Jordan Pun. Those are all the people I know that follow the Texans that are in Canada. So, Andrew, how are you doing today? Dude, that's pretty much the amount of Texans fans I know when I live here. I'm doing well, <laughs> though. I'm doing well. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, boys. No, yeah, it's great. It's great to have you here. And it's always great to talk about the Texans. Now, what what I want to go and start off with is, is that I'd like to know how long you've been a Texans fan. All right. So... I grew up not a sport, like not a big sports fan. I didn't come from a sports family or anything. We we're actually pretty like artistic, I would say. A lot of like music and drama and stuff like that. However, like, dude, I'm definitely not that. I'm more of a sports guy. I was a big MMA fan, but going, I think I was en- going to enter high school, 2000, I think 2008, I got into watching the Texans. I was like, dude, I got to follow some sports team because like I followed hockey when I was a kid and I was actually a Buffalo Sabres fan. Like, I wasn't even like a Toronto fan. So I like, I love that logo. Saw the Texans logo on the TV. I'm like, okay, it looks kind of similar. Let's watch this, see what's going on. And dude, I saw Andre Johnson, number 80 out there, like torching, I think the Tennessee Titans. And uh, from then on, I looked into him, looked into the whole team and just fell in love. Like, to be honest, I have addictive personality. I've been diehard fan ever since. And of course, when you have fancy football with the guys in high school, I'm drafting like Arian Foster first round, no doubt, Andre Johnson there, like just going on and on. And, from then on, just been a diehard Texans fan, and here I am today, still here, still kicking all through all the turmoil. But we're here, and I'm, I'm not mad right now. I'm not mad right now. It's looking pretty good. Looking well, pretty with good. that in mind, you you you've seen quite a few years of. I I remember 08. That was like the first year that I was like, oh wow, this team could actually be somewhat good. Like that was the start of the first like wave of of the Texans being good. But over the past few years. We've been kind of watching the Texans um, figure it out, if you will. Um, and it's been nice watching them put it together. I want to get your opinion just so far. We're, we're eight games into C.J. Stroud's career. It's been nine weeks. What do you got for me on C.J. Stroud? It seems like you can't say a bad word about the guy. Dude, you can't say a bad word. Like, leading up the draft, I, I, was, I was very 50-50 on Young or Stroud. Like, I was. And honestly, I won't lie. I was probably more for Young even just because of the media, the media hype of young so much. They just kind of hated on Stroud a little bit because like, Oh, he's not mobile, whatever. He had these receivers. And then you watch the Georgia game. Everyone talks about the Georgia game and you saw what he could do. And I'm like, the dude's an athlete. Like he played basketball in high school. He was a great basketball player. He's super athletic. He's fa- He's faster than a lot of people expect. He And I didn't see why he couldn't translate that Georgia performance into the NFL. And 
eight weeks, nine weeks in, whatever it is now, it's it's been phenomenal. And I'm super happy. I got a little Stroud jersey on right now, rocking <laughs> the guy. I literally ordered it the day he was drafted because I'm like, I made a custom one. I'm like, I got to get this man going. Uh, it's been phenomenal. He's quite the leader. And like even his history that he went through, like it's a tough, tough time what he's gone through. And honestly, as someone who's gone through like, their own struggles, you see someone like that and be so mature and really speaking up about what he believes in and like and really just has the team since day one like it's rare when you see like veterans like larry tunsel speak up about a guy like cj stroud pretty early on but he had some positive words about him almost right away so it's pretty great to see like how well he's been and just his performance is unbelievable he's doing exactly what he did in ohio state he's doing throws with crazy accuracy anticipation he like just so smart in the pocket that s2 test that stock must have dropped because that there's that doesn't even matter anymore. I don't think teams are going to look at that. I think that if you can ball in college, you're balling in NFL potentially. And like he's been absolutely phenomenal, and I'm so happy that he's our quarterback. And I think he's probably by far our best leader since probably JJ Watt. And that's something to say, like comparing that leadership perspective. And he's just a rookie. It's only up from here, and I can't wait to see what he can do for the team. Well, Andrew, I want I want to say thanks again for coming on. It's it's very rare that we get somebody, you know, like like another region of the world. Uh, I got I got to know first off, are you are you loyal regardless? If Canada gets a football team, are you going to have to like juggle that, or, or is it? Hey, I've been Texans since day one. I'm not leaving. Y'all got me. I'm just curious. I've never had that struggle, but I could imagine, you know. That being a thing, you know, they, they put a team down the street that you can go watch every day. How do you not root for him? Dude, I, I'm going to be loyal. I've, I, I, that's just how it is. Like, I, even NHL here, I grew up being a Buffalo Sabres fan. I live near Toronto. I live an hour away. And it's just how it is. I've, when I'm a fan of a team, I'm loyal. I never leave. I've, I'm also, like, it's funny enough, I love NBA. I'm a big Bulls fan. And I've never been a Raptors fan. I hate the Raptors, to be honest. And it's just how it works. You've got a lot of these. But that's the thing with Canada. You come in here, you don't have many fans. Like, there's fans of NHL teams. But then when it comes to basketball, ev like, everyone has their own team. Like, there's a lot of Raptors fans close to Toronto. But people love the Golden State Warriors and so on. And in, in the NFL, you get a lot of Bills fans here. But you get tons of all over the place, right? So I think I would be like, hey, sweet, we get a team. But to be honest, I don't think we'll get a team. And I would stay quite loyal to being a Texans fan. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine that. That it, It'd be hard to switch. I mean, I'm in the situation right now with hockey where I, I live closer to, like, the Anaheim Ducks and Houston doesn't have a team. But yeah. if, like, Houston got a team, I'd probably just, like, you know, I, the, I'd still like the Ducks. I mean, they're mm -hmm. a local team, but, you know, it's H-Town over everything for me. So... I would, I would definitely be figuring out all the players on the Houston team, and I'd be following them. Um, yeah, I would, I would definitely follow the team 100%. I'd be rooting for them in a way, but like, dude, I've been a Texans fan for so long. Like, I don't, I just can't get up and leave. Like, there are a lot of guys can like just leave teams, and I, I can't. Like, I've had like, I've been a fan through everything, man. I feel like at this point, like, it's only on the way up for the boys, so it's, it's exciting, and it's hard to like, even if there was another team to leave because. It's just, I've been a fan forever. Now, I hate to hit, play hardball with you with this question because I feel like it's kind of a loaded question, but it's come to my mind, um, especially based off the time period that you said you became a fan. Um, 
personally, prior to CJ Stroud, I would say easily that Deshaun, that, uh, sorry, not Deshaun Washington. I, I'm, I was about to say something really blasphemous um, on accident. But yeah, I would yeah. say that easily Matt Schaub is the best quarterback in Texans history. Now, oh. do you, now, what do you think it takes for CJ Stroud to overtake that? Do you think it's already happened? Do you think that it's too soon? I mean, we're, we're already, I mean, personally, I don't know. I, as early as October 4th, I suggested that CJ Stroud might could be in the MVP can, candidacy. Um, and that offensive rookie of the year was pretty much a shoe in. Um, that all but been confirmed this week that that has happened. And so, uh, do you think that it's too soon to say that CJ is the best quarterback in Texans history? It's hard to say because the longevity of Schaub and like what he did for the team and like, how bad some of the teams were and he still performed so well for the guys like of course he wasn't a great quarterback if you're looking at the skill set i think cj stroud could take that but again deshaun watson is what it is he was phenomenal for the team when he was healthy like he was darn good he was so exciting and he's long gone and you know what we have cj stroud if he can continue this i would have to give at least a couple years or at least maybe a few years to be just like cement that because He's a rookie, man. And like I'm high on him. I think his potential is by far the best of anyone we've had. And his leadership, his ability, what he's doing, he's potentially the best rookie quarterback we've ever seen, not even just Texans, but in the NFL. Like the stats, the things he's doing, his ability, like just his ability, his ball placement. Like we haven't seen this. Like he's what he has 14 touchdowns, one interception. Like unbelievable. It's undeniable. And you see the MVP conversation. Like he's in it. He's definitely in it now, especially after last week. Like, if we can get some more wins, he's going to stay in that conversation. I do think the win record does have to have a big say in it because I think Lamar Jackson, he's performed well, but he's, I think he's been pretty good. But I think that team's really good. But I think he's probably the forefront for that conversation right now. But if the Texans can get some wins, it's going to be pretty – I wouldn't be shocked if he's pretty much right up there with Lamar eventually. But I think he should be in the conversation at this point. Rookie of the year, it's already wrapped up. Like I made a bet on that prior to the season. Not bad. So uh so we'll see how it goes. Well, if, you, if you're that confident, the the odds on DraftKings, I believe, right now are thirteen or thirteen thousand to one. Like right now is the time. If you if you're a betting man and you're trying oh, to put be- some money, um someone, I think it was Texan Zans, it's like a new or a newer Texans account that I've been seeing a lot of. He replied to my tweet about that and was like yeah, he, he said $10 would get me uh, like $1,300 right now if I put the bet down. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm, I'm definitely putting a bet down. I'm going to put it on a few platforms just in case. Yeah, like, why not? Case. Why not? It's fun to root for you. I mean, we just got, and like the schedule doesn't look bad. Like the schedule coming up, it's quite possible. Like this week, I'm actually heading up with my, my boys. We're going up to Ohio. We're going to see Ohio State versus Michigan State. And then the next day, we're going to see the Texans versus Cincy this weekend. <laughs> Wow, so, dude! dude it's be a what a weekend! Week. It's a wild weekend with my high school buddies. It's gonna be a disaster, but yeah. So we got that coming up. So I'm gonna be there. I'm pumped. We go. I go to a game at least every year. Usually, I have to drive all the way to, to like Indianapolis with one of my buddies because they never play in Buffalo. Like I'm waiting for the day where the Texans play in Buffalo. Like they play in Detroit, but that was, it was during COVID, so it really didn't count. Couldn't go there. So um, yeah, uh, we're going up Cincinnati. Can't wait. I'm super excited. Hopefully this injury report isn't too legitimate. Hopefully some guys can play because 
So it was looking pretty tough, but I guess uh, Jamar Chase is hurt, which is a bummer. I do want to see him out there, but T. Higgins just got hurt. So there's a chance. There's a chance we can get that win. I'm, I do believe that we have a chance this weekend as long as the defense can step up a little bit. Tough outing last week, but we'll see. There's people saying that that just losing Jamar Chase and T. Higgins draws even. Like our injury report relative to theirs, like if if you look at who we have out, if they're all still out this weekend and it's just Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, like the Texans still compare. And I would have to agree. I've talked about it before. Just briefly, I'll restate it. But C.J. Stroud makes the receivers around him better. Joe Burrow got better when he got receivers. And I think that speaks volumes to what the expectation would be when Joe Burrow has to play without his receivers. Um, Tom, I'll, I'll let you have the floor. <laughs> Andrew, I got to know, you probably have to do this all the time. You have to sell this Texan team to other people. Obviously, CJ Stroud, easy sell. So when you're selling this Texan team after CJ, where are you going? How are, are you talking Will Anderson? Are you talking Tank? Are you talking Nico? How are you selling the Texans to people? Because I'm sure... You probably got fans of every other team if they're watching football, except the Texans up there where you're at. So I think I do love Will Anderson. Um, obviously, statistically, he hasn't put up like crazy numbers. But if you look at the data, he's been phenomenal. I think he's hurt right now. Hopefully he is good for Sunday, but we'll see. I've been pounding the wagon for Nico Collins for a while. Uh, my buddy was a Michigan fan, and he told me all about Nico Collins coming into the draft. Watch the senior bowl. Six foot four, 220, four, runs a 4'4. Four, four. I was huge on Nico. I was very happy that we got him that, like at that point. But then again, we drafted Davis Mills in that draft and we saw some highlights. I don't think he had a game over 80 yards in the past few seasons until CJ came in. But I do believe you needed good, you need a good quarterback to get these guys going, you, to unlock these guys. Like, do I think we have elite receivers? about that but i think nico collins will continue to grow to be a really really good receiver and i still think he could be the wide receiver one for a while like he has that talent and i don't i just don't see the targets he's getting he's not getting like the targets that these other wide receiver ones get and that's not it's like is what it is because cj Stroud's performing but like hey you said that guy 10 targets that guy's gonna have 100 yards and a touchdown he's huge he's quick i love tank dell Tank Dell and CJ, just that duo coming in. It's just so fun to see. And then prior to the draft where Tank Dell messaged the Texans and then having CJ Stroud, having Tank Dell get draft, help Tank Dell get drafted was super cool. I love that story. Um, but other than that, what are you going to say? Like Laramie Tunsil? Like LT is like probably the best player on the team. But like, yeah, I, I love my offensive linemen, but there's not much out there. I've I, I got to say, there's a big reason why I'm super excited for this weekend because I am and I do cheer for the LSU Tigers for football. So I was really excited to see Burrow, Chase, and Stingley. I don't know if Stingley's going to be in it. It's good to see him out in the field. But I want that. I want to see that so bad. I want to see all those LSU boys out there. But I was a big Derek Stingley fan, and I was probably one of the few who were happy from a very biased perspective to see him get drafted to the Texans because like, I saw him at LSU, followed him in high school. When the dude's healthy... He's elite, but he just can't stay on the field right now, unfortunately, and it's brutal. But we'll see. He's back at practice. Who knows if he'll play? He might have to play out of, like, an emergency because Steven Nelson's hurt too, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, I, I hope to see him back. Now, early on, you were talking about wide receivers, and my big question, I've been asking it to a lot of people, and I'd love to get your perspective on it. Um, A lot of people to this day 
Um, I mean, I'll tell you point blank. I don't. I'm not trying to like down or talk down to anyone, but personally, it couldn't be me. Catch, you know, posting mock drafts this early in a season that the Texans are playing well in. Um, but I understand the fun behind it, so I'll never dog anyone for doing it. Um, but every mock draft I've seen so far, which is not very many, right? There's there's very few people that are posting mock drafts and talking about it because the Texans have been that exciting. But every single one of them, with the exception of one, I think that I saw I had them picking a safety, which was probably the worst one I've ever seen in my life um, based on what we know about the Texans' safety position right now. All of them, as you may have guessed, is you know a wide receiver in the early 20s, right? Um, yeah. Do you think that, that with the way that this receiving core has shown up this season, that there are other needs on the team, such as offensive line, uh, defensive interior, that need more work and that would be better addressed with a first-round pick than wide receiver? Honestly, I I do. I do. I, like, I don't think they should go to wide receiver too early. I know there's a lot of, like, mock drafts with Amika Buka from Ohio State. Like, bring him back with C.J. Stroud, great. He's talented receiver, just hasn't performed because he has Marvin Harrison on Ohio State and a bunch of other dogs. However, I do think we need an interior defensive, like defensive line. We 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 do. I that's where I think it is. Um, wide receivers, I think we're good. I think we could we could get one second round, third round if need if need be. But honestly, I don't think we need a receiver at this point. I think we've got these guys pretty figured out. They're showing showcasing what they can do. And they're they look like they're just improving. Like these guys are becoming household names because of Nico Collins. I get if you bring in some stud wide receiver, wide receiver one from the draft, if they're available at that point. But then again, who will be available? Like who will be a stud at that point? Like John Mechie, if he was healthy and wasn't dealing with that ACL injury prior to him fighting cancer, um, he was a potential first round talent. He had that ability if you watched him at Alabama absolute dog his footwork was phenomenal i still want to see him out in the field more the guy gets no chance and he's a canadian boy like i'm i want john matchy to get out there and do some work but like no bias no bias no there. bias but i still but if you watch him and watch him in college he's his footwork was unbelievable and then but i want to see him out there i want to see him get a chance because basically that's like maybe eight targets all year but i get he's come back from injury but definitely interior defensive line i that's where I think I would go for sure. I would have to look at the prospects coming in because I don't want to reach like offensive line. Kenyon Green's who knows at this point, dude hurt and hurt again. Didn't perform well as rookie season. I'm not sure. Drew Scruggs. Don't know. We have no idea. Jared Patterson performed pretty well. He's out for the season. Offensive line. You can't really go wrong because you can never have like offensive line is just, you just need it. Like you need that for a good quarterback. You don't want your guy taking hits and hits like Burrow took from Cincinnati for a couple of years there. But uh, I would take a defensive line for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, now, Tom, I, I'd like to hear what you have to say. Drew, I've got a question and it's something that we've talked about a lot. We've talked about on shows in the past. It's a hot button topic as well. What are you doing with this running game? Is the running game a running back issue? Is that a line issue? And is it something they can fix as, as easy as moving Titus Howard back to uh, right tackle? Is it something that, you know, they're, they're not hitting the hole? Some people say it's a vision thing. I'd love to hear your take on what's wrong with this running game. Is it is it the competition? They're playing great run defenses. 
I know we've me and uh, James have been back and forth on on where we're at and what they what he thinks of the running backs. I'm curious what you think about Damian Pierce. Is he a one? Uh, I know it's a lot to answer, but if you could tackle it, that'd be pretty cool. Honestly, if you look at the data, like PFF data for run blocking, it's terrible. These guys are, I think John Crumpler posted something about 54% of the time running backs get hit in the backfield. Like that's, who's going to succeed in that? Like we don't have Chris McCaffrey. Like I get it, but who's going to, who's going to do anything? It's the pass blocking. Great. It's been solid, especially with all the injuries offensive line, but this run blocking, it's been bad. And I don't blame Damien, especially it's a little more challenging when you have a guy like coming in from the Shanahan system where the run blocking is going to be more challenging to learn. Like Bobby Sloak's phenomenal, but the run blocking is so big in San Francisco. When you bring it here, it's going to take a while for the guys to learn. And I think someone like Damian Pierce, who's a hard nosed runner, it's going to be hard to read that. And these guys, the offensive line just haven't been blocking like at all. It's been bad. And I don't blame Damian Pierce. I don't blame Devin Singletary. Have they been performing great? No, like they haven't, but I, I don't think many running backs could be great on this like with this line. Like they're just not blocking for them. And you can see it every game. Like the stats show, like, hey, this guy ran for 45 yards on like how many attempts? Like tops, right? Like there's some sometimes where like they get 11 attempts for like 23 yards. And to be honest, when you're watching the game, it's very different. There's not many holes. There's not. And it doesn't, and I think we're at that point, we gotta accept we're not a running team. We got CJ Stroud. If he throws the ball. 30 times we're going to score <laughs> if we if we can get the running game going better i do think damian pierce is a very good running back i do believe that i don't think year one was a fluke at all i i liked what i saw i saw what he was at florida he just wasn't used much he comes in and looks like an absolute dog like that run against jacksonville who can forget i love damian pierce i think he's phenomenal but they need to figure this out. They need to figure out this run blocking because I don't think any running back in this backfield could get it going. No, yeah. I mean, and and so early on in the season, I had said um, that the Texans don't have an RB1. They just have two RB2s. Um, I don't think Devin Singletary did anything to refute that in his opportunity, much as I may have wanted him to, uh, you know, just for the sake of the team winning. Um, I, I will never uh, uh, root for the team to do poorly um in lieu of one of my takes being correct but it's it's a bonus when they do well and i am, am correct so yeah. I'll, I'll take it but sure. i i kind of want to ask you a question it's not necessarily texans related uh we talked about it briefly before the show um but i don't know how most other americans view canadian football um growing up watching a lot of nfl network they like really push it on nfl network um and knowing you know warren moon you know several other players like i believe trent dilfer and Kerry collins had like you know made their case to be in the nfl through the cfl and so it's it's my understanding at least from that that there's got to be at least some substantial following of the league in canada is it but you're you've stated that that's not necessarily the case so let's let's hear more about how canadians view canadian football so if you're an NFL fan, you're really not a, much of a CFL fan. And there's, I won't lie, not many CFL fans here. Like I live an hour from Toronto. I live an hour from Hamilton. We have the Ticats. We have the Argos. The Argos seem to be doing all right, but not many fans here. 
the small amount, they're loyal. Like they will stand their ground. They will trash talk NFL, hate the four downs. They have the best rules. But I'm like, dude, watch the CFL. These guys have like the end zone is massive. You can run all over the place. It doesn't seem like it's nearly as skilled. Like it's our high school football where if someone can just be a little bit quicker, there you go. You're going to get touched. Because isn't oh. it, it's, it's three downs, right? Three downs. Like three you get downs. Two, so there's not a lot of running. Chances, and then you get to throw it. It's, is it's it like arena game. football where they have, can have motion towards the line before the snap? Or honestly, I don't even know. I don't watch it no, enough to even, re- to even remember, man. It's like, it's not fun. Like you'll watch it it's on TV, but it's just not my thing. Everyone's an NFL fan mostly here. The few CFL fans, hey, all the power to them. They're loyal. They love it. They wrap their gear 24 7. Love it. But dude, you walk around here. If you see a Toronto Argos shirt, and the guy probably thrifted it for some reason. You know, I mean, you didn't go out and buy that. Like, <laughs> I'm no lie. That's a reality. Like, all like any football fan, they're watching NFL. But the few fans who are loyal to CFL, shout out to them. That's awesome. I'm proud of them. I'm just not a CFL fan. I, I could get into it maybe, but <coughs> I but basketball is on at that point. Like, I don't know. Dying hot. I feel that from a perspective, like with, with the recent resurgence, I think the USL and the USFL and the XFL just merged, but they each had their seasons. And I like tried watching games and like, you know, I'll support Houston whenever they have a team playing. But like, I, I didn't like go into my schedule and go, oh no, the Roughnecks are playing. Let me carve out this two hour stretch of my day to make sure I catch every second and know every player and every stat. There was some really cool stuff that came of it. Like I think that um, it was in the XFL, I believe, where video reviews were like they sent you to headquarters and like Dean Blandino himself like explained exactly why they made the call that they did. And so like I felt I felt like that transparency was really good. And, and I think there's good things that can come from other football leagues existing. But at the end of the day, the amount of time and 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 passion that I devote to the NFL is just there's just not really room for another league so I, f- I feel you from that perspective I, I do love how when you can see like players develop from these teams in the xfl to like the nfl like that's great to see like pj walker stud xfl guy for the year comes in and hey you know what is he doing greater than browns meh but he was on the carolina panthers played okay but it's giving these guys chances you get to see the difference in competition like pj walker was a dog in the xfl from the I don't know, few highlights I saw from what I could see. But then you see him in the NFL, you see the stiffer competition. But it's cool to see these guys get a chance because there's so many NFL players who are so talented or so many other football players who have the talent who just don't get the opportunity. Like they might not play for a big school. They might play for Division Two, Division Three team, but they have the talent. Like football players like from Canada, it takes a lot for them to get even scouted in the States. And like we had a guy from Arkansas uh, who went to Arkansas, who was a phenomenal quarterback from my high school way back in the day. And he got, he was a quarterback and they put him as tight end. Didn't even play a down. Like we don't get like, they don't look much here. Um, some other Canadian guys there. Yeah. There's the like Chuba Hubbard. He's doing pretty well for the Carolina Panthers right now. He's a local guy, but like it's different here. Um, yeah. It's cool I, to see. I didn't know Chuba Hubbard was Canadian. Yeah, man. He's a Canadian guy. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And he's doing pretty well. Like, hey, like he's not bad. We're all rooting for the guy. Like, cool to see him out there. One minute. So do you do you root for Dylan Brooks then? I know he's you Canadian. Know what? Yeah, he's a Canadian guy. He's uh 
I don't mind Dylan Brooks, to be honest. I like his attitude. I like the way he plays. I know a lot of guys don't like it, but dude, he's just himself. And he really doesn't care. Dylan like, the villain. The thing is, he he's not like a fake about it. He's pretty real about it. Like he's out there, he just does it. And you know what? It is what it is. Like I find it entertaining. I think it's funny. I have no problem. You want that on your team. Oh, like, yeah. You, I mean, like, I would equate it to what Draymond Green does. He's a, he's a similar style in terms of like how he gets in people's heads. And people who are Golden State Warriors fans are like, Draymond Green is the, is great. Love the guy. And everyone else is like, Draymond Green is annoying. I can't stand the guy. And oh, so yeah. I feel like it's the same thing. Once he's on your team, you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's great because we've got a guy. He can get he can get in other people's heads. And he's he's out there and he's he's a menace on the court. But as soon as he's not on your team, you're like, don't return to my team under any circumstances. We will not be re-signing you. That's exactly it. It's like Grizzlies fans loved him. And then when all the like craziness is going on with John Moran, all that, they're like, no, get it out of here. Get out of here. But look, Grizzlies look terrible right now. So who knows? I mean, they, they did let a superstar defender go and they had their, their boy Jaws suspended for I can't say there, boy. I have a John Morant jersey. I do, I did like the guy. You know, <laughs> I think that that his friends and everything have been a detriment to him as a person, and, and I believe he'll rebound from what's going on. But no, he has all the talent in the world, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's so talented, but just got to make the right decisions at that point. Yeah, I mean, I lived in Memphis for like seven years, and and it's it's hard not to like the grit and grind mentality that existed through my time that I lived there. So that's why I always like I you know I know the Grizzlies are in the same division as the Rockets, so I'm, I'm I would never call myself a Grizzlies fan, but I do have a, a place for them. In my hey man, they used to be the Vancouver Grizzlies, bro. Like come on, y'all stole them from Vancouver, but uh and the connection there you go. I know, but uh no, nah, I I always like root for the Grizzlies a little bit just because they were that Vancouver Grizzlies and yeah, is what it is. I'm a Bulls fan through and through, but MJ. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> this year, not looking great. You can do a lot, but it is what it is. So I got to know, when you play fantasy football, because you talked about playing fantasy football, do you gravitate towards Texans? Do you avoid them? Are you one of those guys that's like, if I have them on my team, they're going to stink? Uh, I know I know, I have my own kind of uh, opinion. Sometimes I'm like all in, and then other times it's like, I got to stay away from them if I want them to perform. Where are you at with that? Tom snagged Damian Pierce right in front of me in our league. So that's that like the kind of guy he is. Yeah. So uh, so all my boys know I love my Texans. The funny thing is I don't draft them that much. I'm really good at drafting. Like I've been – I love fantasy football. I dra- Like if you look at my team after the draft, they look like they're going undefeated. But then I want to watch my boys. Like, <laughs> you want to watch your guys play. You want to watch Damian Pierce. You want to watch Nico. You want to watch all that. I was able to grab Nico off, like, either a late draft pick, like, very last draft pick, or off waivers in some league. But I definitely will have my guys. Like, I got CJ Stroud and quite a few fantasy teams. I got Damian Pierce on a couple. Like, my guys will, my buddies will, like, select Texans just because they know they're going to be able to pull out a lot more in a very uneven trade. And I will totally accept it because I just want to watch the guys play. And I'm like, hey, you know what? It is what it is for. I want to watch my boys play on my team. I don't know. I think it's more fun, but I love winning. And you know what? I drafted a good enough team that I'll still win games. I'm pretty sure I'm second in a couple of my leagues. I'm doing okay. So I'm just having with- an awful, miserable, no good year in fantasy. But Ooh. one of the one of my homerisms, if you will, that is that is looked like it's gonna benefit me is in my keeper league. 
for the last two picks of the draft, I picked Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud. So the way, the way that it works in that league is that the next year you just have to use one pick higher to take them if you want to keep them. So I'll get Tank Dell and C.J. Stroud for the next several years. So as long as they continue being good, it is a very worthwhile move. Dude, I think they will be. I think they're going to be good for a while. They got one connect. They got quite the connection. It's pretty unbelievable to watch those two guys, those two go out there as rookies, especially Tank Dow was very, very like underrated. He dominated Houston and coming out of college, like his stats was ridiculous. And they come in the NFL, they're like, oh, he's just too small. I'm like, dude, the kid's a dog. He made, he made elite DBs in college look like jokes. And what is he doing in the NFL? The exact same thing. Like he's small. We get it. But he's tank, man. He's a beast. And with CJ and their little connection, it's they're gonna be good for a very long, really long time. And I'm excited to see it. Now, one one question that I have for you is I've noticed in the past, um, I think it was on Instagram, it may have been on Twitter, who knows? Um, but I've noticed <laughs> that um so you said earlier there's not a lot of Texans fans around you, and you and you created the the Texans A podcast as kind of an outlet for your passion project to like be able to talk about the Texans, just you know, put it out there. Um, and you mentioned that, you know, you did it mainly so that you'd stop annoying your wife. How does, how does your wife handle, you know, your Texans fandom? Is she even kind of into football or is she just kind of like, he's over there doing that and that's cool. And I'm happy for him, but that is not me. That's exactly like she, I love her to bit. She's the best, but like, she doesn't follow any football at all. Like she'll sit with me on her phone and she'll try to learn. Like we were watching the LSU Alabama game the other day last weekend and she was down in the man cave with me watching it and she just has no idea she watched for probably about 10 minutes and asked questions and she, she sat beside me watch most games but she's just on her phone doing her thing but she's supportive she's really supportive she knows that sundays that's my day like i'm, I'm gone like i'm downstairs in the basement watching football that's it so you have she a basement might, man cave i it's an unfinished basement but we've i made it to a Quite, I have two big screen TVs down there. I have a bunch of memorabilia. I have a bunch of like, because I'm a big, I'm a big nerd, man. I got autograph cards everywhere. I got football. Like I literally have an Andre Johnson football autograph one right here. Like I have stuff like that all over my man cave and even my office, like up here, just nuts looking. Doesn't look very professional as I have it this way. But um, yeah, she's been fantastic and the man cave is dope. So and I, next I, time I, we're in Canada, we know where the Texans watch party is going down. It's going down oh, at bro. Andrew's house. That's where oh, we're, big where we're in the game. Even my six-pound Yorkie has his own Texans jersey. So, yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're big fans here. All right. Well, um, before we kind of bring it to an end, I want you to tell the people about your podcast and where they can find it and where they can find you on social media. So I'm back to going hard on social media again. I was gone for a couple of weeks. I was in Greece for my uh, honeymoon and so recently married. And uh, so now I'm back full time. Life's been crazy. So I'm back to posting. You can follow me at Texans A on X on Instagram. I mean, I got to post more on Instagram, but on X, you'll see me there following throughout the games. And you can find me at the Texans A fantasy football or fantasy uh, uh, sorry texans a football podcast on social media sorry it's late is what it is um you can follow me anywhere you want on platforms man and you know what i'm just a guy who just talks about football i get you're gonna get just the honesty you're gonna get some slip-ups you're gonna get 
a guy who just loves Texans, a Canadian fan, because, dude, there's no Texans fans here. I saw a guy with a Brock Osweiler jersey in the gym the other day. I went up to him like, dude, are you a Texans fan with a Brock <laughs> Osweiler jersey? He didn't even speak English. So, no, he was not. And if I'm, dude, like, you won't see anything. Like, I'm diehard Texans till the end. As a Canadian, I was like, hey, you know what? If I can come up with like, a little Texans A, I think that was kind of like a funny little thing. Go with it. Talk football two times a week. Why not? But well, thanks. Andrew, Andrew's yeah. not going to stop until the whole six is uh, chanting for the Texans. <laughs> oh, dude, if I meet like a guy in my city who's a Texans fan, I'm inviting him over every Sunday. Like that's just a reality because you don't get that here. You, I swear you don't. And like the fact that CJ Stroud is doing this, I got guys messaging me from high school being like, dude, you got a quarterback. And I'm like, dude, I know. Like this is unreal. Like I'm still in disbelief after watching that game on Sunday. So I'm waiting absolutely. for it to become like a dream, dude. It feels like a dream. It feels like a dream still. Like this- I think the closest we got to it was the Panthers game. I was like, I was like, and that was mostly not CJ's fault. No, no, no. They're like, is it over, dude? I know. Like even like all the media and craziness going on with CJ. He's everywhere. Like I, this is the first time I turn on my TV and I see CJ straight on my TV. I turn on YouTube. He's everywhere. Like, it's crazy to see everyone talking about him. Like, and just, he's a good dude. He's a good leader. So I'm excited to see what he does for this team. He's going to bring him, bring us to new heights that we've probably never been before. So I don't want to say that that's a lot of pressure on the guy, but I think at this point, there's some high expectations for him. Well, we'll channel our inner Taylor Swift, like the NFL and try and enter our Super Bowl era. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> one day, one day. No, I love it. What was it? You, you, I don't know if you listen to the show or not. Tom and I like to make subtle references. We, we spent the whole first like three minutes of one episode making boy band references. It was great. That's fantastic. I love for it. The, for the record, it's more James, and I just played along a couple times. James oh, yeah. seems like he's got these loaded at the hip. He's he's ready with a, a boy band or, or a, a teeny bop or something. Swifty. You, he's got a reference waiting, locked and loaded. Was I think I opened that episode with like, are the Texans in sync during the bye 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 week, or something like that? No, on all those boy bands. I went to Blink One Eighty Two earlier this year, and it was electric, man. It's right from my childhood, so can't hate on all those boy bands. Speaking of Blink One Eighty Two, it seems like the Texans are doing all the small things right. (laughs) See, I see. I have them just off the off the dome. That's so sweet. I could not think that through. No way. My brain doesn't work that well. That's been all. I was impressed. Dang. All right. Well, Andrew, it's been incredible having you on the show. Guys, if, if you don't already follow Texans A, it's Texans E-H. That's how you spell it. Um, on X, on Instagram, wherever you, you can find him at. Um, I have been James Roy, and my co-host Tom has been here with us as well. Um, I'm N1 Texans fan on all social media. That's how you'll find the podcast on, on YouTube if you didn't already. And you can listen on uh, to the bullpen on Spotify and Apple Music. Tom is Third Coast Tom on on X. That's what he calls it. He does not call, he, he no he calls it Twitter. I call it Twitter. We all call it Twitter, except for the people that are certifiably insane and should be locked up in an insane asylum. <laughs> Everyone who is normal calls it Twitter still because that that's what it is. Um, but you can find us there. Um, and thanks for thanks for tuning in. And if you liked what you saw here, like, comment, subscribe, do what it is you do when you uh when you see something or hear something that you like on the platform you're on. And uh, before we really hang up the phone and leave, one last plug. Tom and I are on the PSF app. 
And so we, we watch games live through the PSF app. Give it a download. Join the Texans chat room and join us. I, I believe this Sunday is the H-Town rundown, but we have three more games left through, through the season. Now, this is where I announce I'm going to the, uh, the Texans-Jaguars game a uh, week after Thanksgiving, so I'll be there. Might put out something, see if anyone wants to meet up there uh, from the Texans Twitter gang. Uh, but yeah, so download the PSF app and join us. Thanks for watching the bullpen. And until next time, uh, go Texans, H-Town forever. Uh, vamos Texans, vamos Houston. And yeah, let's let's watch the Rockets get a dub tonight against the Rockets. All right. Let's go Texans, baby. Thanks for that. Thanks for having me, boys.